It's Rita Ora and Let You Love Me on Today FM. And before that, another love song, Crazy What Love Can Do. David Guetta, Becky Hill, Ellie Henderson together. It is Allison with you. It is weekend breakfast at exactly 11.30 in the morning. Now, over the past few years, Luke O'Neill has become a guiding voice for all things COVID. But today, he is here to talk about much broader subjects, something I'm really interested in talking about, and his brand new book, Kids Book, and it's called What Makes Us Human. Good morning, Luke. How are you? Good morning, Alison. Not too bad. How's yourself? I'm excited now, Luke, because one of the facts about me is that I have an honours uh, BA from the University of Toronto in anthropology, so I finally get to talk about it. Oh, God, you know more than me, then. <laughs> that, that puts me on the back foot immediately. <laughs> you know all this stuff already. I just want to intimidate you. I just want to... Yeah. So, uh, Luke, listen, there's a question that's been going around in the music world for the last probably 14 years, and we think you might have the answer for it. So here's the clip. Are we human? Or are we dancers? human or are we dancer or are we both <laughs> <laughs> great one yeah wonderful yeah we're both aren't we we're human and we're human because we dance partly i think yeah you know, we, we love we love music so much and in the book i talk about that it's a defining trait in some ways our joy of music and dancing and all those things so brandon was on the money there in a way you know <laughs> he was on the money yeah. so I, I love the book we've had it in the house for a couple of weeks now and I my daughter's 11 so we pick it up and do a chapter here a chapter there and it's exciting but one of the things like I mean I thought I did know about DNA but one of the things I didn't know um, is how much of the DNA as humans we share with bananas that was a really surprising fact yeah, to me yeah that's right <laughs> you're 50% banana in fact you see <laughs> some, some of my friends are more banana than human though you gotta get the balance right but, but yeah all the, all the normal machines of life, you know, how cells divide, how we use energy is shared among all of life, you know, hence that commonality between all living systems, really. Yeah, it's incredible. So you've just touched on this as well. So it goes through, um, there's 19 chapters and it goes through all sorts of different things about what makes us human. And one of the fascinating ones and one that I think we all love is laughing. And why do we laugh? And there's a science behind it. And Luke, as well, you're encouraging, you know, children listening in to become scientists. And imagine studying laughing. That would definitely yeah. be a reason to become a scientist. Isn't it brilliant? Yeah, exactly. The, the book really says we, we need scientists. Anybody, any any young person listening, come and join us on this big adventure for the so many unanswered questions, you know. But yeah. people do study why do we laugh? I mean, yeah. It's a funny one. It's literally a funny one, of course. Yeah, so. But <laughs> it, we, we laugh more than any other species. Like the hyena laughs a lot. But if you look at humans, we laugh an awful lot. And the big question is why? Um, it's partly social. So we're, we're a community and we laugh together, that kind of thing, you know. But then we do find certain things funny. Like, for example, making fun of someone in authority. That's yes. always funny, isn't it? You know, so people love doing that. And again, it's kind of a bonding thing, we think. And then, of course, it's also uh, very relaxing to have a good laugh. It helps our immune system, my area of interest, of course. You know, so there's all kinds of beneficial effects to laughter as well. And it's a form of exercise, right? So we could, if it we is. get the serious, serious fit of giggles, we can just cross off, you know, exercise for the day. Yeah, they've measured, again, science measures everything. You see, that's the joy of it as well. So, yeah, your muscles flex when you laugh and then you're burning a bit of you know fat or sugar or whatever it is so it's quite a good form of exercise as well i found this fascinating luke that there are 19 different types of smiles and like you go through the evolution of smiling and the fact that six of them are kind of only from humor and the others are from various different things in our lives yeah that's right exactly who would have thought it yeah and again science loves yeah, as i say uh, documenting things some smiles are anxious you see yes or a bit nervous and we all know the stomach and some are genuine smiles and some are a bit weird 
sometimes you can see a smiley face and it's frightens you. You know, so it turns out there are diff- different types of smiles as well. It's true. It's true. Now you touched on this as well, and I love this chapter. It's the one that follows laughing, the sound of music. And can you explain to us how music is good for us? And you just touched on it with the immune system. Yeah. Well, again, it turns very again because we're social. Many of many of the things we do is do our social nature. We live in tribes, effectively. You know, we evolved to be together. And of course, music is a great bonding thing again. In a crowd at a football match, mm-hmm. singing, it's a great feeling, isn't it? You know. And if you go to a music festival, that's a very vivid response a huge gang of people in a field all listening and their hearts synchronised you know so it looks as if music is a big part of us of uniting us really together in a way and then of course it's very beneficial for your brain Mm. because if you're learning music or playing music you see your brain is working really well and there's really good studies uh, showing if you join a choir, for example, that's massively beneficial because again, you're, you're worrying less about your day-to-day worries. I guess is one thing. You're yeah. together with a group, and then you're expressing yourself. Your emotions are coming out as well. So the advice would be join a choir or play join music, a choir. even on your own. If you play the piano, you know you, you achieve what's called flow. Often your brain with a bit of a special state that's really beneficial for our minds as well. You see, so you can see how that would have evolved because obviously we look at everything through evolution, and um, and this this trait of music evolved in us because it was so beneficial. Absolutely. And it's very mindful and it's all those things. And yeah. I love that you talk about the fact that it's good for the immune system because now you know this way better than I do. I'm very paraphrasing you, but that good cells come out of the bone marrow to make more antibodies. Is that right? How, can you they explain do. that? They do, exactly. And if you listen to music, right, hear this one, the antibody level goes up maybe as much as threefold in your circulation. Now, wow. antibodies, remember, are, are, the, are the, the germ-busting proteins of our immune system. You can imagine then how good that is. And again, yeah, the, the cells that make the antibodies are in your bone marrow, they come out into your bloodstream and start defending you. So again, mm. you can see how music would help us fight, fight infectious diseases. It's another good example. That's incredible. That is incredible. Now, one of the things that a lot of us, and particularly in like the entertainment in- industry, for example, is uh, we want to know why do we age and can we actually stop it? Yeah. <laughs> well, again, the, the book is all about what makes us human and we all age, don't we? All life ages really on Earth. Most living systems get older. Some things live for a thousand years, remember. It's always been a mystery why we have different lifespans, you know. But humans, like every other creature on Earth, will age. And mm. we understand that in great detail now, the aging process, what's happening in the body as we age. And it's very important because certain diseases, of course, go mm. up with aging. So if we can understand that process, we might treat those diseases. Obviously, things like Alzheimer's or arthritis, they're inclined to go up as we age. You know? So there's kind of, there's kind of a, a medical aspect of the aging process as well that we'd, like, we'd love to know more about. Do you know what I find fascinating as well? And I always talk about this and um, pulling back through my anthropology degree and the facts that I retain is yeah. the fact is humans as you know evolving beings over millions of years that we still have some things that we don't really require anymore. And am I right in saying that they're wisdom teeth, tailbones, and appendix? That's right. You, you remember your course very well. I'm very impressed. It's a long time ago, Luke. It's a long time ago. Yeah, th- those things linger, you know, and they aren't a disadvantage. Now, if they were to become a disadvantage and threaten us and threaten our procreation, shall we say, ah. you know, they might get selected out because evolution is survival of the fittest, you know, and there's pressure on the system. But at the moment, we don't need to get rid of those. It's the way to think of it, so we still have them. We the still famous have them. one, of course, is the appendix, you see. That's the other one that we don't seem to need as well, you know. But they, they just carry on because they aren't a threat to our bodies. In a way, you know, tends to have those things as well. What does the future hold for humans? So it's very, the book is positive. Now it's not damning at all, it's positive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we're pretty good at surviving. Let's start with that. And even though we have all these threats like climate change and so on, you know, we've always managed to survive as a species, very resilient, you know. And, and I think the more science we do, the more likely it is we'll confront these big challenges. So mm-hmm. the last page in the book actually says to young people, come and join us on this big adventure. There's many mysteries still to solve, you see, and with human ingenuity, we'll solve them. So, so you have to be optimistic, haven't you, because it looks like we can beat things. Now, there can be difficult times, of course. The best example in the book is the, the COVID pandemic we did very yeah. well there as a species we invented those vaccines very quickly you know we got treatments very quickly that's a good example isn't it of us being really reactive and using science in a beneficial way so so i think you have to say look there may be difficulties in this difficult times as we know at the moment you know but ultimately we will make progress as a species and think things are getting better the evidence is things have been getting better over the past few hundred years mm-hmm. anyway and that should continue would be the view there and finally luke before i let you go it is so important that we encourage like a young generation i know the book is aimed at kind of preteens and teens to get into science and now that you know we've got many more uh, female scientists that are becoming yeah. much more prominent that you know how you know just to encourage all children to look at this as a possible career that's right. Yeah. Well, what could be better than trying to solve a big puzzle? And yeah. That puzzle could be a scientific thing. You know, it could be about the stars or climate change or diseases or whatever. Join us on this big adventure if you like science. I'm hoping the book might turn people onto science, really, you know, and consider it as a career because what could be better than discovering new things, first of all? And then secondly, they might be useful to our species. They might help us of course. with all these challenges ahead, you see. So the, the more the merrier is the idea. The more people on the problem, the more likely we'll crack it, you see. So, so the, the idea would be come and join us on this, on this marvellous journey towards finding stuff out, really. You know? Completely. I think that's a great idea. What makes us human? A scientist guide to our amazing existence. Luke O'Neill, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks very much, Alison. I'm well done. I didn't know you are an anthropologist. That's very impressive. Now. Well done on your degree. <laughs> thank you. I haven't put it to use in my day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Thank Take God. care. Bye. Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.